I'm recording. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, <laughs> dos, tray. That one was good. Okay. Hey, friend. Hey. It's the final countdown. Better, 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 Yeah, welcome to the final episode we're doing. Yes. Recording from our homes. Recording. And on local. Sunny, sunny California. Um, that's not true. Mm, that's right. That's not true. We have friends no, in California. Are they friends, though? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's call them up <laughs> and ask. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. Hey, friend. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. Hi. Good. Feel less tired? Good. That's nice. Because yeah. you went to bed. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's more complicated than that. It's not really complicated, but there's more going on than that, which is I've been fucking taking lots of caffeine late at night, and then I stopped doing mm. that. I think my body finally reset. So, mm. yeah. been taking about like 500 milligrams of caffeine every 24 hours. Good Christ. Yeah. Who are you, my father? I just like caffeine. I don't know what to tell you. You can tell me that you like caffeine. I just did. Mm, that's yeah. true. You yeah. did. I just, especially like there's certain yerba mates, like not the main yellow can that's got tons of sugar in it, but there's some others that have like 80 calories and maybe two grams of sugar and they are delicious. They go down mm. easy. Let me tell you. And they each have 200 milligrams. So I've got like three cups of coffee and then two of those. And you are fucking. Yeah, you're looking at five something. Yeah, five something. You're you're good for the night. You're so mm. good, you couldn't sleep if you wanted to. <laughs> what's suck? What's brutal though is, uh, I am one of those people that can take caffeine and then lay right down and sleep. That's awesome. I, I would. That sucks. I I like having caffeine. I like drinking caffeinated stuff, but I like sleeping so. I'd like to do that as well. But I have been able to play a lot of Sea of Stars, which is fucking fantastic. Finished Giant Slayer. Thank God it's done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's... Man, let's... Two things. First of all. Two things. First item. Item one. <coughs> Giant Exhibit Slayer. A. Yeah. Huge campaign. Took Huge. him seven years to do. Yeah, I mean, some of that is COVID, but it took right. him a long time. Um, the official count is 100, 326 episodes, but uh, a, some of those are double or triple episodes. So it's more like 340 or something like that. <coughs> 330s, three high 30s. So for the final countdown. Countdown? <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the final... <laughs> Coffee and contemplation. I pose to thee the contemplation of this. Or the thing that I contemplate when hearing you and the, your reaction to kind of like the end of mm -hmm. it and like finally achieving like that's a lot of time in, right? Mm -hmm. 
it makes me feel like I have a few friends, one of them that's listening, shout out to Cody, that uh, they're listening to campaign one of Critical Role. Mm -hmm. And the absolute mind-numbing amount of content that you need to get through is pretty close to listening to the whole thing of Giant Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so from my experience, that much, by the end, I feel like I'm drowning in I just want it to be done. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, things like that. Did you stumble upon that feeling? I mean, of course I did. And part of part of why, like, because, well, why didn't you take a break, Eric? Hey, why didn't you just take it easy? Because I knew if I stopped, it was going to be forever until I came back to it. Mm. And I just, I wanted to get through it. Like, it was a, just a personal point. I'm like, no, I want to finish this instead of being like, oh, I'll come back to it, knowing full well that I probably won't, or it's going to be years and I'm going to have to, like, go way back and be like, wait, where was I? What was going on? Sure. Um, so that's part of it. A big part of it, though, is just I find I find that group. I love Glass Cannon podcasts in some ways, and in fi- some ways I find them extremely problematic, hmm. especially the GM. Sure. I feel like he is trying to tell a quote-unquote story at the detriment of player agency a lot of the time. Um, he's always out to kill the players. Hmm. Uh, and he doesn't know the rules well enough. Like he, especially at high level, he's fucking up the rules, like detrimental rules all the time and like railroading them super hard. Hmm. And so there are a lot of stuff that it just really starts to stand out to you after listening to the same group for hundreds of hours where you're like, this is, I don't like this. This is making me upset. Mm-hmm. And you can tell by the way the players, like when certain things happen, they're getting really upset, like to the point where you can tell, like, they almost quit. You can tell. Oh, shit. So there, there's just a lot of stuff that, I feel like it's problematic and I can't really go into details without spoiling sure sure stuff so I, I won't I won't get into it but it just really it it really was frustrating the the best analogy I was talking to Lindsay about this last night shout out to Lindsay she listener she messaged me today she she uh she just she always listens every week so right. she's she's bummed that it's ending oh uh. and we love you Lindsay we're sorry um the only thing I can analogize it to that uh, from from a subjective standpoint is similar is at a certain point in The Walking Dead, which I was a huge fan of, hmm. loved that show, they killed off a character, and it wasn't that they killed off the character. That's fine. The way they did it was so disrespectful to, I felt, the viewer and the character that I was just done. Like, after this, like, I can't watch this show anymore. Like, I feel sick to my stomach because I feel like they only did it for shock value and, like, like ooh, oh, you don't know who's going to live. Like, you know. Uh, let me interject something real quick right there. Sure. Did Negan kill the person? Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much like when he shows up. Yep. Um, 
And for me, again, it wasn't, it was like on a visceral level. I'm just like, I, I can't do it. I've never gone back. Like mm. it wasn't a, like, it's the principle of the thing. It was like a visceral, like, ugh. Sure. I, I, that was handled badly for me. Um, and, uh, you know, Troy, the GM of Giant Slayer, over and over has said, like, character death is a better story. And I wholeheartedly disagree. It can be. Hmm. Sure. But if that if you're doing that all the time, it's as monotonous as anything else. Sure. Well, I mean, anything will become monotonous. Yeah. So it's it's just there's just some really problematic things. And the biggest thing, if you listen to Giant Slayer, is you can tell that as the campaign goes on, Joe gets more and more traumatized by the way he acts. He second guesses everything that Troy does because of the way that Troy GMs. Hmm. So and he he literally it's like dude your 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 full time job is running Pathfinder you could stand to know the rules better sure you really could like you're getting people are paying you to do this now you know what I mean so yeah. that's just me but I am glad that I finished it even though again I had that same response where at a certain point I was like this sparks zero joy now like I'm just like God this is not I'm not enjoying this anymore brutal um. But I am going to listen. They're doing Gatewalkers, which is the same adventure path I'm running, and they're doing it on YouTube. So I'm going to listen to that and watch it until Troy gets to Troy, until he until he pulls a Troy. Then I'm, I, I've given myself an exit uh, clause in the contract. Nice. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts. Those are good. That's, that's some heavy thoughts. You said a bunch of things in there that I really wish I would have written down. Well, it's recorded, so. No, well, because I want to return to some of those because there was a few things I wanted to talk mm. about, but gotcha. they're, they're gone and I don't care anymore. Well, then there you go. Uh, what about we played a game of mm -hmm. Pathfinder? We my, did. What's up? Tell me here. Well, we lost one of our players due to scheduling so and we actually lost another player but that just happened he actually didn't show up so we had one player that was out and then another one that just didn't hear from him didn't show up like just not there and we've since talked and worked it out but due to scheduling reasons um so we're we now have a core group of four players we actually have the actual standard amount of players that you're the game is designed for sure uh, but the actual game, uh, you guys finished up your investigation into what was going on as far as Kanipo the Slim goes, and then you actually ended up, like this portal opens up, and you actually ended up going into the Shadow Realm, and now you're in the, you're in the dungeon, fucking clear, clearing the dungeon room by room. But nice. yeah, it seemed like it was a good kind of click moment. The team is starting to, the the party's starting to synergize a little more, I would say. Right. People are getting it. Uh, we're going to have to kind of assess, since we're down to people, whether anybody wants to rebuild their class character sure. thing. But, yeah, it was good. Moving along. Moving along. Yeah. It's good. It's a fun one. I, I enjoyed last session. I thought it was grand. Grand. Uh, had a grand old time with the uh, the whole thing. I like the. I enjoy 
the Pathfinder, what do they call those, the token things, the victory points? Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the way that they utilize those to gamify some parts of, like, the game that when you were playing, at least when we played D&D, wasn't really gamified, right? Right, you can quantify, like, oh, you know enough now to, like, solve the mystery or right. move on to the next stage. Yeah, And it's, and it's sure. not like it's, it's trapped behind a person. It's different, like, you can get different coins for doing different things and rolling this good and that mm-hmm. good. So it's never mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we fucked up, now we don't get the info. No, you can get it somewhere else. It's just keep going, just keep going. But they definitely follow the quote-unquote three-clue rule mm. in terms of, like, You can find, if you miss this one thing, that's not the only place to find it. You have B and C to also get, get information that you need. Yeah. So So I really enjoy that with Pathfinder. Um, It's fun. Let's see. Anything else that you want to say about the, uh, no? I don't think so. I mean, we're just in the campaign. We're, we're in the thick of it. And now a lot of the work that, I mean, this is the last episode, so there won't be any updates on this. Right, you but it's kind of re- restructuring, um, fitting the adventure now for the current party because now we're we're down two players, and also kind of fitting that into the story because what my personal thing with uh, characters like if a player leaves the table, I want to respect that player and the character's story that they were trying to tell. So, what do I do with those characters now? Sure. How do I fit them in, and when when is a good time to come back, and where do they fit now that they're not, like, a quote-unquote main character? Um, and so one of the player who didn't show up that is leaving, we talked, I'm like, I mean, if you're not, not going to be playing, I'm happy to, like, get a plan together and then kind of tell you what I'm thinking and see if you feel like that's fair, you know, hmm. that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of just kind of tailoring and this is what it's been the whole time is like you have an idea and then you start playing and then somebody leaves or like this happens or somebody wants to change their class or their character dies Mm. and you have to constantly it's kind of like your campaign is the standing wave where it's just constantly moving and changing its shape and Mm. moving forward and so you just go with that shape change and so it's just you know I know the drill at this point. It's through, we're three years in, and so it's just again making sure I'm tailoring it to who's actually at the table and where the story is now and how it's evolving and and all sure. that kind of stuff. And especially after finishing Giant Slayer, really making a point of making sure that I, as a GM, and also the world is reacting to what the players' choices are instead of trying to shoehorn you into a specific experience Mm. even though we're in a we're in a adventure path everybody knows we're on a rail so to speak but if you guys go off the rails that's fine by me i don't i don't care i'm not invested in a certain outcome uh so that's you know especially now that's really in the forefront of my mind sure sure that's cute yeah Uh, i think that's about it uh what i have to say say on the matter yeah well, we played last night. We did. We do. We did. Are want to do? Is that? Can I say it like that? Is that proper? Is say it how? 
we are wont to do. Oh, well, we did. We mm. did do. And uh, I... Uh, I'm still struggling with the game. <laughs> Not like... It doesn't plague me. It's mm-hmm. just... Uh, I'm struggling right now, like we've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're just kind of over the system, I think. Kind of. Yeah. Like, I want the... You just got to wait it out now. I like, know. Okay, no, I just got to let it finish. Just let it go. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So they uh, fought Lord Smoke a bit. And then... Uh, Weak. 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 Need his buddy to come bail him out. Weak. Yeah, his, his brother came and rescued him, if you will. Beat everybody up real good. Then you all left and entered the data sphere a little bit later. The data sphere, which was kind of a long time coming. My right. character's been trying to find a way to connect to the data sphere for a while. Right. For months in real time, not game time, but mm-hmm. and there for was, a good long while. We didn't get to get to it, but there is something like your character has that data sphere obsessed thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to change to something else now. Cool. Uh, but one thing that is funny is that as my my campaign party size has downsized, mine has gone up. Ian's has just upsized again. There was seven players back at the table, which is a first in what like months, months, I would say. And we have a player who's he he's been hanging out, but he hasn't been playing. Who actually like made a character and got reintroduced. It's yeah. funny because I was like, hey, when are you introducing that character? You're like, ah, he hasn't talked to me. And at the end, it's like, presenting? Oh, that's what's funny. His new character. He hadn't talked to me still. Oh, he hadn't? No. Uh, oh, that's funny. Did you just throw him in the deep end? Well, the only words that we had discussed is he told me his character sentence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, man. Uh, sweet. And he's like, I'm just going to be working on my character while you guys are playing and listening and I was like cool man and then we're playing and his character is supposed to be like with the viewers we've talked even vaguely over the last few months is some sort of character that's lost and has somehow appeared in this world wherever he is where you find him and he doesn't really know how he got there and it's kind of a weird background for him Mm-hmm. And when you guys entered the datasphere, I was like, how wouldn't it be funny if he was stuck in there? That's fun. And that'll give them something to, like, focus on a little bit if they need to or find a solution for. So as we were playing, I was like, all right, Harley, <laughs> you tell us what you look like. And he was apparently in the middle of playing a battle in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So he's like, uh, um, wh- what? He has a Fu Manchu yeah, and he, a cowboy hat. It was His description was pretty good for, you know, what he's wanting to do. Off the cuff, funny, yeah. yeah. Um, for sure. So I think he'll have, because I do not bank on the idea that he's going to play consistently. No. So I wanted the character to be fun so when he does play, 
it's something fun to do. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the same thing I did for Jerry's character. It's like, make something fun, man. Like something that, that doesn't matter. Like, don't look at those sentences trying to find some miraculous way to game the system to do something. Just find something that's cool. I'm telling right. you. That's how this game works. Your mechanics and all of these things, like Eric likes to say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Is if Ian wants it to happen, he's going to offer you experience and say, huh? And that's going to happen now. Yeah. That's really Cypher system is a, is a GOT, GM Fiat system. Yeah. Like, that's really the core mechanic, I would say, is like... There you roll dice, but at any time the GM could strike. Yep, any time. And and after a while, it's going to be really hard for you to even like. You may not have experience to pay to stop it. Right, and then it just is going to happen, and it's happened mm-hmm. like that has happened like three or four times in the game where yeah. someone didn't even have experience. They're like, I has to happen. I can't stop it. Yep. So yeah, it was. I mean, it seemed fun. Did you, did you have fun? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to finally get into the the data sphere. Nice. I kept. I just kept waiting for like, because it's you know it's kind of like the Matrix. Like you jack in, and your body's still in the real world. I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like our bodies are going to get attacked. <laughs> like something's going to happen sure. where it's like, up, oh, you're stuck now in the data sphere for a while. Have fun. So that did we did get attacked, but it wasn't from there. But yeah, it was cool. Yeah, you guys are just getting. Like, I wanted to. I wanted to murder Lord Smoke for being weak. Uh, I'm sure he is. He is kept not, hitting him, and he's like, Ugh. he is he not had to be strong, bailed strong. out. I was like, Psst. you've been built up over sessions and sessions. Look at you. Look, Look at pathetic. you. Pathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> well, they're typically you know taken on as a group. They're together most of the time. And yet he shows up by himself. Yeah, he, he thought, you know, he thought he could do some shit. And yeah. he encountered things that were much more powerful than he had anticipated. Yeah. Well, it's, I it kind of hit me last night is because we've been talking about my character maybe becoming a nano so mm. she can be like a caster. But I'm like, she kind of already is. Right. Like, I don't really need feel the need to change her because she's even more unique. Like, that character... You couldn't really replicate her. Mm-mm. I'm like, I like that better. Yeah, and that's she's supposed keep... to be this, but she kind of played against type. You know? And I, that's why I've been wanting everyone to like be creative, like with how you want to shift your dude, because this is more story than anything. And you got to get it out of your system now, because when we start Pathfinder, it's gonna get real crunchy. Oh yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's dawned on anybody yet, because they haven't really. Like, even the Monday people, you only play every other week. Right. And they don't, they haven't really had to know the rules terribly well. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's going to get, it's going to get rough. Hard. It's going to get harder. Yeah. But yeah, that's my, uh, that's, I, I was, I've been sitting on this whole data sphere thing for so long because Ashley's character initially kind of found out about it. Then Mm -hmm. Eric's character got into it. And, I've got the book about the data sphere and I've read and all this stuff. And so I've been waiting to do this part for a Mm. while now. And it's been uh, a lot of anxiety about it because it's been this buildup for so long. It's like, 
Boy, I hope that thing that I designed forever ago is still cool. Fuck. But that's like Ian's whole process running games. Like, I hope this is cool. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's. Oh, no. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. People seem to be enjoying it. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens next. Now that we're in the data sphere and there's digital threats, but, you know, there's lots of things you could do in here. Lots of answers you could find. Yeah, that's the impression I get. Well, as long as we hook up the other, like the missing nodes or whatever. Oh, yeah. Getting the other two will give you access to much deeper things. But even without those, there's still a bunch of stuff that Mm -hmm. you can find out. Yeah, that's it. I can't wait for this game to be over. (laughs) Um, Tell me how you really feel. That was it. I can't wait for it. I'm very, I want it to be done just because I am a, I'm a bitch like that. I feel like the quote unquote climax is probably slightly, you know, in the, it's still a ways off just because at least the way it's built up where the, the face off against the Ashen Lords is kind of the, that's going to be the culmination. There's a big, like, that's, that is a big, like dealing, dealing with them will kind of be, it's not till we do that, that we're really going to be able to wrap up. I may be wrong, but that's the sense I get from sure. what you've built up. Yeah. I feel like the, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to make it seem more like regardless of like the hand there were two people specifically that seemed, even though they weren't the top people, mm-hmm. these two were a problem. So, and I think that that's landing. I think the, these two people, these Ashen Lords are... Ash and Smoke, perhaps? Yeah. Hmm. Such dumb names, but it worked. Ashy Smoke. Ash and Smoke. But yeah, um... In my rantings, I stumbled across the thing I wanted to bring up that you brought up, listening to high-level play in Pathfinder 1st Edition. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you're like, I could see how Cody got, like, burned out on that, like, oh yeah, shit, because it's, it's fucking It's so wild. kludgy, man. Yeah. It's so, there's so many rules that accept other rules that there's all this confusion about mm-hmm. stuff. All the time. You know? Yeah. And that's what I... Again, it could be that PF2 also has that, but I feel like PF2 was kind of built from the ground up to be really well designed to scale. Mm -hmm. So that it it, you don't run into as much as that. It still runs. It just feel... You feel more powerful. Sure. Even if the math hasn't really tilted crazily, you know? Right. Because it's insane. Like, by book six of Giant Slayer... (laughs) You're talking about like DC 40s. Yeah. Constantly. And, you know, especially Nestor Coin and uh, Baron. They're doing like fucking 150 points of damage every round. That's crazy. Like it's 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 mind boggling how crazy like the well-designed characters are really good. Joe doesn't make well-designed characters. Sure. But but his final character does do pretty good. Like oh, that's he cool. kind of reworks somebody, but um, yeah, like, 
but all the the rules on like magical darkness or like how teleportation works or when you have to do a hover check if you're flying which you fly a lot spoiler alert at high level pf2 or pf1 rather that's hilarious just the weird mechanics interacting with each other yeah not the base rules it's it's literally like 20 minutes a turn just trying to suss out what's going on again i feel like i give i give uh the giant slayer folks less leeway because you're literally getting paid to do this maybe spend some time like you have it recorded like have somebody one of the people going back to listen to be like hey okay what like how does that rule work how do these how does these work Mm. and one thing i noticed too is joe shouldn't be running the soundscapes i can't tell you how many times you'd be like okay wait what did you just say like really dude (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ anyways i know we're getting off topic no there's i i'm uh that was all I was bringing up is Pathfinder. And I feel like when we played D&D 5e, high level is insane. Like, it mm-hmm. takes so long to go through a round because it's just so many abilities trying to do this, doing all of the saving. It's just uh, so, so you really You really need one player at the table who is passionate about the rules. You can call him a rules lawyer if you want. Hopefully it's your GM. Hopefully. But if they're not, if they don't have the wherewithal or they need somebody else, somebody who really, whose job it is to really be in the rules so that you can just be like, what's the rule on that? It's this. Move on. Mm-hmm. And the players knowing their characters is really helpful. That is huge. And I, more and more, I feel like a really helpful thing for people to do is do mock battles with your character at high level so you can see how these things work. Just Mm -hmm. having it be text and numbers on a page is not going to help you understand what that power does. Only through play. And even playing once a week, like really like just find a monster in one of the bestiaries and just do like a battle just to see how your powers work out. Mm. I feel like that's really, really helpful to get hands-on knowledge so that you don't have to be like, um, okay, uh, so I got this new power and, um, it's, it's a save. What save is it? Um, uh, it's, uh, it's a fortitude. No, uh, will. Fortitude. Yeah, it's fortitude. So those kind of things, I think, would save a lot of time. That's also, like, Monday, uh, like, a lot of players are guilty of that. It's just, I remind everybody, you know, on the off weeks, like, hey... Review your character sheet. And, you know, for instance, shout out to Lindsay again. I'm going to throw her under the bus a little bit. Nice. Love you, Lindsay. She, I remember going through her character sheet with her and she found stuff she didn't even know she had. Right. Like she's way better at climbing because of the background she took. She's like, oh, I thought check, like reviewing my character sheet was useless. I'm like, no. (laughs) This is the point is like go through and see what you have because you're not going to remember it all. Come session day. Speaking of ruining my thunder last session, just ruining my thunder. What, me? (laughs) Yeah, you. What did I do? We were in this thing and uh, you kept iterating the darkness that was around us that creature had cast, right? Yeah. Are you talking about my little bubble? 
the little smoke the thing. Aura? You, yeah, and uh, yeah. you kept mentioning magical light, and I, and the first time you said, I was like, wait a minute. And I go open my character sheet because it's not my turn. I'm like mm. looking. And I go, I have the ever burning torch. Oh, you're talking about gatewalkers. Yeah, magical yep. light. And then I'm just sitting there waiting for my turn, super excited to bust that shit out. And Eric, right before my turn, goes, one of you guys has a ever. And I'm like, don't do it. Ah! Well, I've been waiting since the beginning when I'm like, oh, this aura is going to fuck them. Mm. Magical darkness is real bad for low level characters. Waiting a couple of rounds go by. I'm like, I don't think Ian remembers. Right. And it was literally I, that. Round I, where I'm going to just it. drop a little hint just in case. And you're like, you goddamn it. Like, well, you know, should have remembered. I did. I was literally eventually. Yeah, eventually. It, was like, it was round two. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, the many things that we've learned over the course of a the podcast and b just doing games in general. Yeah, debrief. Let's let's do a little like show debrief. Show debrief. the things that we've learned. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you could say, or you want me to say? Why don't you start? Hmm. Mm. Why'd you do this to me, Eric? I was hoping you'd go first. What have I learned? I have learned that you, you as in me, I should take my own advice so much and not do things the way that I do them. But I continue to do them that way. <laughs> it's I think that's rough. called the human condition. Yeah, it's rough. It's <laughs> real rough. Yeah. But a lot of what I've learned is I really enjoy playing these games a lot more than I thought I would again. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it makes me sad. How much I like these games Because I'm like God I'm such a loser <laughs> But then I remember Wait It was a blast Never mind And that's what it's I It's a blast Until I hate myself Until I get over Running it. a game is Running games is A constant Battle For me mm-hmm. uh, And it probably is In general and I've come to understand that if you don't love the fight, don't do it. Because it is a battle always. Right. Play, play the game. Don't run it, maybe. Or run it. And if you don't like it, don't, D- don't do keep it. doing it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, God, what else have I learned? So many dumb words. So many dumb things. Uh Improv is a skill that must be practiced. Must be dominated. Or else it will go rusty. Subdued. Um, Having a bit of planning is better than no planning. Yeah. Um, Always... 
have a bunch of random names. I feel like all these could be on fortune cookies. Uh, Open it up. A little bit of planning is better. Dot, dot, dot. Than no planning. Yeah, that's that's nice. It's a nice thought for the day. So yeah, that's, that's, I, we always have a, a list of generated names because your players really helpful. are going to say, what's their name? Yeah. Always. What's it called? So if you haven't named it, you better have a random thing ready right there to name it. So... That and all it takes is a zig instead of a zag on the party's part, and there's a part of the city or the environment or a character that you haven't named that you just had to create on the spot. Yeah, he just is here. They are just yeah. here, and now they need a name. Yeah, yeah. And now I have a name, so read that writing on the wall. <laughs> name that. <laughs> no one's going to catch me there you got I I don't actually remember the name. Uh, isn't it suicide? No, it's uh, Mark of a Broken Man or something. I okay. Know, something I like always that. remember our friend Jerry Stenquist. Shout out to Jerry. When he and I did a bunch of like those skits like we recorded, yeah. he did Jerry side. Yeah, I so that's, that. that's the version that I have in my head. Jerry side. <laughs> what about you? Tell me some of your... I mean, it's hard to compile all, like, you know, it's two years of our life. Um, but I would say I really love everything about Tabletop. I like, I love the history. I love the jargon. Um, I love GMing. I don't always love dealing with people. Mm. That's just life, though. Right. That's that's a that's a life thing, not a tabletop thing. I really wish that people, as much as we talk about communicating, it really just doesn't work terribly well most of the time. And so the thing you have to deal with is, okay, well, how do I, how do I bob and weave with this broken thing we call communication? You know, that's what I, what I've learned. It'd be really nice if it worked. Like, oh yes, it's all we're all reasonable and people respond. You know, when you're trying to when you're trying to set up a game, everyone responds like in a timely fashion, all that stupid bullshit. But um, I think if if I there's a lot of stuff like, you know, learning about like the history of something or how polyhedral dice came about or take your pick. But I think the biggest thing since our focus has been DMing and then later GMing is that it's a discipline. That, yeah, you can get started. I wholeheartedly agree with Matthew Colville that it's easy. You don't you don't have to, like, read five books and do all this planning to get started. But you can certainly get better. And you can cert- there's a craft to being a GM. And everybody has a slightly different take on it. Doesn't mean everybody, it's not a cookie cutter thing. Right. But I really do equate it to, this is going to sound pretentious and I apologize, but it, it reminds me of like somebody who's studying jazz or mm-hmm. something. There's all this stuff to learn and you're kind of awash in it all the time and you're never going to know all of it. And you can get better at it, like, you know, working on your improv or updating your list of names or working on your descriptions or all that stuff because... I think GMing can feel so piecemeal 
where you never really get a whole picture of it. You're kind of like putting out fires or you're working on a bit of lore or your player wants to redo their class or whatever it is. And so you're constantly kind of working on little pieces of it that it can feel very, um, feel very unbalanced most of the time, just in terms of what, okay, what am I actually doing? What are the doings of this thing? You know? Um, but I feel like there's, there's a craft to it and, uh, you don't really get that from the outside. Like even players don't really understand what goes into it. They may get a sense, but until you do it, you don't, you know, like a lot of things, you don't understand. Um, not not just the work, but the the uh, the mental load that you have to kind of bear, right. like the stress before a game, and then how you can't really even rub two words together a lot of time in game. Like people will be like, "Hey, what? How does my class work?" And you're like, "Figure it out. I have no thoughts for you." <laughs> I have nothing left to give. Um, and But for me, some, you know, I, I see a lot of the chatter, as the kids say, a lot of the chatter online uh, tends to skew towards, like, I want the, you know, I want to find a game that's as easy as possible. Like, there's no learning curve. I, you know, from the first time, it's only fun. And it's super, I understand everything from the get-go. I see a lot of that online where I really want more of a challenge. I want to like the game. Right. Like from the outset, like, you know, Pathfinder 2E from minute one, I was like, oh, yeah, this seems cool. Like, I like this. But I want a little bit of like a skill to running the game, you know, and I think GMing in general is like that. Like you get into it and you're like, oh, this is cool. But then you can get better and better and you start looking what other gms have done for a certain thing and you kind of pull up study their techniques and take what's useful for you and so i it's a discipline and i like that hmm. you know i think it's cool it's a good answer yeah it's good answer. so any parting words for our listeners fuck you man <laughs> I don't ever have to do another episode. Fuck you. Uh, final words for listeners. Thanks for listening. If you have been. Or if you did. Or if you still are. Hmm. Any of those. Uh, just because we're not making podcasts doesn't mean you can't hit Poop. us up. And talk to us because we're happy to chat. Yeah. Discord. I don't see why we up. would take the Discord down. So, like, yeah. if you up. listen to this years from now, if Discord still exists, that server will probably probably be there. Yeah. yeah. And we'll be, you know, we have Instagrams. Eric doesn't check his. I have one that I do check. Sometimes. Um, no, I, I check Instagram a lot because I don't have notifications on. So, yeah, hit us up on Facebook. I don't know if that'll get me or him to respond very quickly, but I yeah. delete him. I don't have a Facebook at all. Uh, it's deleted. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I had enough. I had enough. Nice. Uh, I, I don't know what my final words would be. 
I don't have final words. My final words are get in the comments. Hit me up in the DM. That's right. DM in the PM. Maybe a BM in the PM would be nice too. I like that. DM in the PM while I BM. Well, I like that. Yeah. While I sweat. Uh, while I sweat. While, while I you sweat, baby, sweat. Uh, my final thoughts. Play games, folks. Find, find a game that you love because there's nothing like it. It may not be D&D. Some people really love Powered by the Apocalypse. Some people love Cypher. If Cypher is your jam, it's not my jam. But yeah. if it's your jam, play the shit out of that. And, uh, like, you know, there's so much. There's never been a better time to try to get into tabletop because of the internet. There's all these, like, indie games. I found one channel called Me, Myself, and Die. Like, oh. like, yeah. like Die 6, you know? So Me, Myself, and Die. And his specialty is taking games and doing them as solo games. Interesting. Uh, so I've been watching his. He has a Savage Worlds. Uh, I know about that okay, playthrough. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. So like, there's a a rule set called Mythic GM. It's kind of like a sub rule set because basically what it is is to automate what a GM does, so you can mm. play through Pathfinder as a solo game or D and D as a solo game. So even if you don't have anybody to play with, there is rule support out there for you to if if you know you're antisocial and you're not comfortable meeting people or you don't have people there's still ways to play um i highly recommend it finding finding one of these games that you really love is fucking fantastic and mm. that's if you like creating stories or characters or anything like that this gives you kind of a gives you a little bit of a a rule or a framework to do that so you can kind of you know, frame it in Pathfinder rules or Blades in the Dark rules and, and that kind of thing, you know? So play games, folks. It's a good time. It is it's a fun good time. Yeah. I think with that, are we done? We're done. We're done. We're done. Hey, you know what? I think our audience has sweated enough. Yeah. I think it's time to towel off. Kind of towel off. Clean up. Towel off, people. Shower, maybe. Shower. Come shower. I mean, whatever you want want to do, just have. What does he say about San Diego? Stay classy, San Diego. Stay classy, San Diego, and don't forget to bring a towel. Don't forget to bring a towel. Man, fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> and. Like, share, subscribe.